You're listening to Checking In, a self-help book club hosted by Adam and Amber, where we read self-help books each week and sit down to talk about them. Disclaimer, the opinions recorded on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the authors mentioned here. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to go ahead... (laughs) I, <laughs> I give a fuck warning because there's going to be a lot of the F word in today's podcast, like starting looked, with that one. I just looked at your face and I knew you were about to do something. He's weird. about to act up. I was like, he's about to do something <laughs> wacky. Great. <laughs> Such is my poker face. He's got something planned. So, well, speaking of checking in the podcast, uh, let's check in. How are you feeling uh, right meow, Amber? Oh, Lord, I have a, a headache. Okay, so does that mean that you're not in the mood to do the podcast tonight, or? I mean, I'm here. Hell. Okay, <laughs> here she is, and I am. I don't know. It's a it's a foggy day. It's like a really really foggy, mild day. And if you know anything about me, you know that that is my jam. Yeah, you're like hyped. Yeah, I'm really I'm really <laughs> hyped about fog. I get really hyped about it. And anybody that knows about my childhood or the book that I'm writing that's not out will understand it. Uh, so nobody understands it, but I'm in a really annoyed, agitated mood. Do you know why? Why? Cause this fucking book. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know if it was something. <laughs> it was something you did. Oh. No, it's this book. I'm never annoying. Um, crazy. And the, the reason why is I feel like the, the, aim of this book is true and i personally feel like it misses the mark on a few things well it's kind of like and it's a bestseller so i'm about to have you know everybody's about to join gay hendrix with their flaming torches and come after me they don't care no oh right um, they don't i am feel i with each moment of reading this book i wondered who the audience was because it clearly was not me. <laughs> Cause first of all, it, it's like anti Amber. It's like, I'm going to open up with the most annoying allegory ever. And what was it? It was Bukowski. I oh, hate right. Bukowski. I was like, what? I have a soft what? spot for some of Bukowski, but anybody that knows anything about Bukowski knows that he's an asshole. That, like, he was a terrible, terrible person. Like, really? And. <laughs> it's like, they we're going to talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's, we're reading Fight Club next, right? Is that a self-help book now? Kind of. For incels. <laughs> that's, yeah, right? Huh. It's, it's like a reverse self-help book for incels because they're going to miss the point of it no matter what. Anyway. So this. A uh, week that we've been intaking the book, you know, we did the audio book. Um, I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I was thinking like all the things I could stop giving a fuck about this week, which is <laughs> very few things to begin with. So I didn't wear a bra to yoga. Well, not giving a fuck. I don't give a Fuck. She doesn't give a fuck, people. I didn't care. It was restorative yoga, so that was easy. She gave a fuck about that. <laughs> Did you give a fuck about anything this week? Um, okay. So 
I guess my shortest possible review of the book is <laughs> I give fewer fucks now. So by that metric, Mark Manson wins and any of my argument against the way the book is written is irrelevant, right? So <laughs> let me let me let's talk about the book real quick before we start talking about the book. Okay. So it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And that title is 100% to stand out. It's to grab attention and uh, it's attention-seeking. It's a very attention-seeking title, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like Tony Robbins with them, like, buzzwords. And yet, the whole book is about don't be attention-seeking. Um, and it's written by, uh, uh, like, a super fucking famous blogger named Mark Manson that I've never is heard of he before. famous? Uh, yeah. Oh. According to Mark, he is. Um, and according <laughs> according to any bio that he has clearly written himself, he is extremely famous. Oh. Do you see the problem with this? <laughs> I can tell that he wrote the bio himself. It reads like he wrote it himself, and if somebody else wrote it for him, whoo. What if it was uh, Charles Manson who wrote it? His brother. Right. Or Marilyn, his sister. Or Marilyn Manson. Uh, which is a wonderful vacation spot. So it's it's a self-help book that aims to advise our entitled youngsters sans toxic positivity. Like Mark really takes on the idea of toxic positivity and all the woo-woo bullshit and participation right. trophies, which to me is like the war on Christmas. Like the... <laughs> This isn't actually a problem, but um, hey, everybody, we're going to get outraged about it now. Yes, we're all going to get outraged about it now. But what did Which, I say? What did I say? I said, when was this book written? Exactly. And I was like, this is the most 2015 thing I think I have ever read. And why did you so say that? Dated. It is so, like, this would not land in 2023. However, mm. I say that. This would not land in 2023, but unbeknownst to me, we picked this book and he, this man, released a documentary about himself, himself, <laughs> like a week ago. About his book. Um. So while I said it would not land, maybe that remains to be seen. Obviously, he has a, a film out. So the one thing about it, though, is that we 100% agreed on this, that the humor, particularly in the opening chapter, oh, but God. which pervades the book, is so fucking cringy. It's so cringe. It's, it's like, like, whether you want to do this or that or, or touch Jennifer Aniston tits, that's all we want to do, you know? And it, you want to be rich. This and have book, a car. this book is written for dudes who would never read a self help book, and in yeah. that in that way, it's helpful. It's it's like the anti self help book. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's what was like so funny to me is it's like the message is very much similar to lots of things we've read. Mm -hmm. Well, I just wrote down like what I thought the premise of the book would be if it was a 2023 writer. Und. So I feel like the subtle art of not giving a fuck is leaning towards the culture of like slow living, towards gratitude, 
And people don't see value in working until like their dying day for fruitless employers. And I think that in 2023, we would say to love yourself enough to release yourself from some of these trivial things that you're hanging on to. Yes. I wrote down the same thing. (laughs) Do you want to hear mine? Yeah. Because you're going to. Do not waste energy on things that don't matter and nothing much matters. Yeah. Or as my dad used to say, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. Okay. Well, that's our episode this week. (laughs) Tell us our socials. Or things that just don't impact you. Like. Yeah. No worries. Hakuna Matata. Like, (laughs) who cares? But, you know, giving too much of a fuck is not typically a pleasant place to be. So tell us, what, what what does that mean? What is giving too much of a fuck? What does that look like? What does that feel like? That is when, you know, like, everything bothers you. You don't have enough time in your day, I guess, like to worry about normal things. So you're going to worry about the person who shorted you change at a gas station and you're going to yell at somebody in traffic. Yeah. Adam. No. (laughs) Or, (laughs) you know. Amber is very (laughs) amused by the things that I will call other drivers, but I'm like not, I'm not yelling. I'm not gesturing. Uh, I mean, there's many good reasons why. One, I need to discharge, you know, the the slights that I feel. So I'll be like, fuck you, motherfucker. But they don't hear it, and I'm not accompanying it with the bird. Also, everyone, as of January 1st, everyone in Atlanta has a gun. It is, it's a legal imperative. They issued guns to literally every citizen of the city of Atlanta. We all have guns now. Mm -hmm. So if you flip somebody off on 285, they're going to just fucking shoot at you. Oh, cool. Uh, So, so don't do that. Um, But that being said, there was a really bad car crash last night and I hopped out and helped and did not cuss at anybody. (laughs) Not this, really hardly um, any. episode is brought to you by the Georgia Department of Transportation. And we just... <laughs> G-dot. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's brought to you by Marta. <laughs> yeah, take the bus. Always on time, because uh, fuck you. <laughs> so my issue with this book, besides the cringy fucking humor, and we're not even going to talk about the documentary yet, we're not going to talk about it. Because I made a, him watch it. There's... Uh, <laughs> I was in such a bad mood from having read this book, and then it was watching the documentary immediately after the tedious final chapter of this book <laughs> was like going down like a huge water slide <laughs> at, at Whitewater, except instead of water, it's sand. It's all sand. <laughs> it's just it's sand and rocks. <laughs> There's a lot of self aggrandizing and a large sermon at the end of the book oh god to compel us with his mess- message which would be compelling if the previous chapters of the book had really done their job wow you can stand on a cliff wow a guy you knew died fuck you <laughs> jesus christ like he's been to 146 yeah. countries but nothing bad has ever happened to him his yeah. like 
big life lesson shit is when the principal found drugs in his backpack when he was however many years old and his parents got mad at him and he spent the day in juvie. And when one of his college friends died and then was that it? And then he visited a shitload of countries, which is the most privileged thing in the entire world. He didn't work for however long to visit all these different countries. He was, uh, you know... Messing with a bunch of women, fucking them over. And he he he, he brags, was honest about this. He, he humble brags about this a <laughs> you lot. Think he, he he really wants me to think that he's really fucking cool. Emphasis on with a capital F. <laughs> you know what he's I'm saying? So cool. He's so cool. And yeah, so cool. I mean, like the overall message is like money doesn't buy happiness. Like, of course not. Like, I'm pretty happy. All y'all know I ain't got no money. Pays for a roof over your head, though, and that'll make you happy. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, You know, money ain't going to make you happy. Um, And, you know, just chill. Just chill out. That's kind of like (laughs) the basic message. But he tries to, like, whereas we've read in the past episodes, each book has their own jargon he tries to i think coin some terms throughout this book it doesn't really land it's kind of like stop trying to make fetch happen it's not gonna happen yeah um but like i remember one of them was like practical enlightenment it's just basically like he knows that men aren't gonna pick up any kind of like zen buddhism type literature <laughs> which is what they need to do i don't know but then you can turn into not. the yoga bro you've seen yeah. those like with the man bun is like Stop why would that. i return your call why would i return your text <laughs> i'm just like on a different plane i'm just living a free life so i i feel like the message of the book overall is correct <laughs> it's something that that our culture absolutely needs to hear uh but there were several times when we were kind of baffled. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, he's like, I I hate to blow your mind here, but just, <laughs> right. just think about what's going to happen when you're dead. Like, are you not sitting there thinking about death the entire time you're awake? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> what was the other thing? Um, He was like... You shouldn't be so sure of yourself. Sometimes you're wrong. And like, self- who the fuck ever thinks like, that they're going to be right about something? I have like self doubt throughout the day, like constantly. <laughs> those, at least those two things, and maybe a dozen other things and I was were like the audience. Like, I don't want to know this audience. Right. Like, I don't want to know. Pretty sure their audience is not our audience. <laughs> Yeah, they're not listening, so we could just... This is this is a self-help all... book for somebody who owns no self-help books Yeah, and who will get sucked no, in by a catchy title. No, it's self-help for men. Right. It's big dick self-help. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just I have certain problems as a man with a big dick, and only big dick self-help will help me. And then he talked a lot, a lot about like entitlement, which is kind of like a, a boomer buzzword, which obviously yep. he couldn't foresee that when he wrote it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, with the participation trophy type stuff, like, I don't know, like, 
I don't know, like, what millennials that he's, like, has some kind of, like, crux, like, some kind of, like, issue with, but, like... Yeah. (laughs) Who are your friends? When I... When I was growing up, it was not no participation trophies. Um, if anything, it was like, this bitch is too uh, sure of herself. Let's knock her down a few pegs. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> or this kid has a shred of like pride in something he did. Let's tell him why it's trash. Because it would just, because he was Did saying- he grow up in fucking participation trophy Culture, because I don't understand this dude. I guess. I don't understand what he's bitching I, about, really. I mean, I guess. How I don't know how old this man is. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Uh, I believe he's a handful of years younger than me. Is it maybe 35? He's 38. He's 38. So he's too old to be acting like... He is old enough to know better and old enough to know that like some of the shit in his book is super immature. But like I just was kind of like... You know, kids like winning participation trophies is kind of like people complaining about pe- millennials spending too much at Starbucks. Like, I don't really think it makes that big of a difference. Is this the problem? Is right. this really the fucking hill that you're willing to die on? And oh, by the way, what is the fucking book that we're reading? <laughs> Not giving a fuck, yeah. right? Well, he definitely, I think one of the main gripes that I've seen a lot of people write about this book is that it definitely contradicts itself quite a A bit. A lot. Which, as a human being, that's what we do pretty much constantly, but um, this was a lot of contradiction. It was like, you're special, and then you're not special, and then it's like, you don't have to do anything to live a great life, anything spectacular, and then, but you do, like, you know, like, what are you going to do to make your life great? You know, it, it was really, like, whiplashy. Um. And then the last <laughs> chapter is him talking about how he how he likes to go to places with really high cliffs. I do not. And go, go stand on them and force <laughs> himself to confront his fear. This makes me think of, like, okay, when I do not like heights. I think most of my friends know this. And I went on a trip to Ireland after I had uh, gotten separated from my ex-spouse. And um, we... <laughs> my f- best friend, like, one of my closest friends, um, we... She like booked us this like eight mile hike and it was like on these mm-hmm. cliffs mm-hmm. and I was like against the rock like I was like I don't want to see the view I'm good yeah he was like do you want to come down the the guard I mean not the the guard the guide is so cute he's like you want to come down and look at the cliffs lassie and I'm like no mm, I'm good I don't good right here <laughs> I don't want to see. <laughs> Because I was, like, so freaked out. I told you that I almost <laughs> fell over the side of the Grand Canyon. That the, the, the ground was covered with ice. Ooh. And there was no guardrail. And I was I slipped, fell, slid, like, ten feet. The Grand Canyon is feral. Yeah. It will get you, snatch you. It don't give a fuck. But anyway, this so guy, he's, he's he talking about cliffs. He's talking about going up to the edge of the... Well, he hates cliffs. But he's talking about he has forcing himself to go to the edge of the cliff and to just confront his mortality. And, okay, I just... This could have been an email. But this chapter goes on for a quarter of an hour. Oh, right. As I'm just, I'm losing it. I'm getting red in the face. He's like, you take one step closer. This is, 
honestly, like he's walking, the like plank. reading a sermon <laughs> by a kid in his first sociology class in college. I, I likened him to um, those dudes that me and my friends went to school with who were philosophy majors. Yeah. Nice corduroy <laughs> jacket. You're still toxic. Because towards the end, not only is he like, you shouldn't give a fuck, you know, you know, don't waste your energy, but he's also like, nothing matters. Everything, nothing's real and nothing matters. And it, it's like existential nihilism, which yes. I think for some people is comforting. Um, you know, you're but not this, a part of anything. This is essentially a, a nihilist book. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's teaching us kind of the principles of that and that. Yeah. Uh, if, if nothing matters, like let's get, let's, let's filter everything out completely and just say, Hey, nothing matters. Yeah. And then choose a couple things to matter. That's it. That's, that's your allowance. That's what you get. And I think for people who are at the end of their rope, who are losing themselves in our, the culture that our society has created, which is just super toxic right across the Mm -hmm. board. This is a, an absolutely essential message. I would love for Mark to come back in 10 years Ooh, and take challenge. all of the cringy shit out of here <laughs> and replace shit with real life experiences. I'm sorry I said that about your friend. It's just that I've had a fuckload of friends die. Yeah. My best friend died when I was five. My best friend died when I was 15. Do you know what it didn't make me do? It didn't make me want to... Like, reinvent my life. (laughs) I wanted things to stop happening. Yeah. So that I could, like, regain control. And he's like, it made me want to live. And I'm like, well, fuck you. You know? Like, it's this is traumatic shit. And if this had been your best friend, I don't think you would have reacted that way. Well, and we definitely discussed kind of the part where he talks about being grateful for your experiences, no matter how terrible and traumatic because he believes that it's either put you on the path to where you need to be or it has taught you some kind of lesson and as people who have experienced a variety of traumatic things um i i could have gone without it i mean (laughs) maybe i wouldn't be quite as funny (laughs) as i am now You want to be funny or happy? Hmm. I think that one of the most important points that Mark brings up in this book is how beneficial the Holocaust was to its survivors. Oh, God, that was so... I was just like, is he really... Is he, he's, he's Did really, he really just do he, that? He really, Did he go he there? He really said that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> just talking about like how much happier these people were afterward. Yeah. And his, I, I don't miss my friends or family. Like what? <laughs> like what? Those people that got gassed are so much happier now. What? <laughs> what? They're in a better place. And you said Dude, something. Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> fuck you. Seriously. <laughs> I know you don't give a fuck. Just kidding. I bet you do. I bet you're going to give a shit about me saying fuck you for this fucking book. Now let's talk about <laughs> He's this. A few books. Let's talk so. <laughs> about this quote documentary. Okay. At one point, he does say something like, Now that I'm in my 30s. Oh, please. And I'm like, I don't know if I've known any man in their 30s to like have anything of value to talk about. <laughs> well, there's. <laughs> 
there's our quote for the episode because it applies. <laughs> it fucking applies. So this documentary um, makes him it the it whole thing wants to start out with him floating in a pool, drinking a mai tai, surrounded by girls that are swimming in the pool around him. And the point is to make him look as laid back and cool as He's possible. Chill. He is so fucking chill. Even though he orchestrated in this whole photo shoot or video shoot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really chill. <laughs> so t- Mr. Clearly wrote his own bio also, you know. Uh, well, he's not the director of the documentary. He's not the director of there's the documentary. A, there is a Ruby he now, employed. I am going to just go ahead and lay the blame down at this fucking director of the documentary's feet. This shit's trash. Uh, it was It was like... It, first of all, it was pretty much the book, which is, I guess, okay. It was the book sans cringy humor. Yeah, he took out a lot of the jokes, thankfully. However, Ooh. they had a lot of, like, cut scenes and B-roll that, like, were just weird kind of avant-garde. I don't under... It didn't really make any sense. So I used... <laughs> but then they a, also had, like, dramatic reenactments. I used a program <laughs> a while back to make a couple of music videos. I forget what it was called, and I'm not going to buzz market it anyway. But in it, you basically can use just this Fast library of B roll oh, to stock, create your music video. Stock B roll. Yeah. And you have to so type in like one weird. of them was a bunch of models that were wearing like glow in the dark paint. And I used that for uh, for one of my videos for one of the songs off of my solo record, Black Planet. And so I'm super familiar with this, but it was like they, so you type in keywords to get your B roll. Weird. And you might type in cool. the word weird. David, I don't give a fuck. You might type in the words gold bag over dude's head right. while car is on it fire. It was like a, there was like one where this lady was like in some kind of like translucent, like she looked, she was like a spring roll or something. She kind of looked like she was a shark pouch with a little writhing shark baby in it. I don't understand. I was like, what does this have to do with and then it was just he. Then it was just him talking. Like nothing happened. Like he, I didn't just stare at this weird. It's a ninety-eight minute <laughs> TED talk from a guy who has and a solid I two was paragraphs also, like, to say. Not clear on where he was being filmed. Like it was like really messy and like it looked like. What well, was the aftermath of a party of in one of the first shots? Oh, it was like some kind of warehouse, and there was like a lot of shit. It, like, I'm so confused. When when people say stop giving stupid people money. <laughs> it's this rich fool. I don't know. Adam, have you ever read Tucker Max? No. Do you know who that is? No. Okay, so I don't I don't know anybody or know anything and I've seen eight movies. Yeah, my running joke with Adam is that he's seen eight movies because before we met he hadn't seen Rosemary's baby, okay? Like it's a it's a valid roast. Hmm. Anyway, I didn't see a lot of what you call media during my first <laughs> marriage. It wasn't okay for me to watch anything that had a lady in it. I mean, um, Mia Farrow is. I mean, she is pregnant, but she's very cute. <laughs> anyway, but seriously, I you know, not so, being allowed to watch a movie because there's going to be a Mia Farrow in it. Um, so there was, uh, a book, 
when I was like maybe in the ninth or tenth grade that a lot of I say boys but a lot of girls read it too it was called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell and like if you don't remember this book like just google it anyway that guy is such a douche and like pretty much the book is just him like being a total asshole to women and treating them like sexual commodities and of course he doubles down on all the criticism he gets. He does not care that I've, you know, just said he's like a sexist asshole. Mm-hmm. He likes it. Um, but no it such was thing kind as bad publicity. Like, it was kind of like reading Tucker Max's self-help book. You know, like it was like, now that I'm in my 30s, I'm going to tell these people how to live, you know? And it's like, you're just some, like, suburban, rich, white dude that, like, doesn't work and, like, yeah. <laughs> like travels the world and, like, you know, fucks over women. like. <laughs> and in none of those travels apparently did anything of any substance other than fucking happen. <laughs> I also just had to say, there's one part in the book, I know we were talking about the documentary, but I just remembered there's one part in the book where it's towards the end, where this man, this creature, says, you know, some guys, the girl spends an hour in the bathroom doing whatever, whatever it is they do in there, and... No. <laughs> Whatever it is they do. Since, I don't know. Maybe he pictures women getting ready like the Sailor Moon, like <laughs> spinning around. Like, anyway. Like Superman going into a goddamn phone booth. Spinning around uh, and then we're ready. Um, whatever it is they do in there. And sometimes she looks good, but sometimes she doesn't. And I tell her because most guys would lie, but not me. I tell the truth. What's it's wrong just like, with him? Your wife is gorgeous 24 fucking 7. You look like you crawled out from under a couch cushion. You look like you have a hangover right now. Like, don't you dare sit here and say sometimes she doesn't look good. Even when she doesn't look good, she's supposed to look good to you, you fucking <laughs> jackass. Like, it's she's- not that men are just lying. You think every dude is just lying? No. Like, every dude, most dudes like their ladies, and they're going to tell their ladies they look good. Like <laughs> Newsflash, the story that he told about that first girlfriend when he was 11 or whatever <laughs> and caught her, quote, cheating. <laughs> that pattern is going to play out over and over again until he figures out what his fucking problem is, and he hasn't. <laughs> just, tell, just tell her she looks good. Like, what the fuck? Fuck. I only tell her if she really looks but she looks good all the time. I could say without a shadow of a doubt, she looks better than you. So <laughs> you I don't know be if grateful. you can tell, but the 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 <laughs> black hole void left by this guy allegedly not giving a fuck has caused us to really give a fuck. Oh, I give like, too much. Like what the much. fuck is wrong with this guy? I give too much. I give too much. I rebuke it. If he truly did not give a fuck, this book would be 100% better. Yeah. Yeah, because straight up, like I thought that I was going to really like it because Me too. the last episode like I could write a class on not giving a fuck. Like I I mean, I tell people all the time, they'll be like, you know, just anybody, they'll be like, "Oh my god, blah blah 
about? And I'm like, why you care? Not giving a fuck <laughs> is was one of my number one priorities for this year. Yeah. I figured out a couple of weeks ago that uh, essentially comparison is the thief of joy. Sure and is. I need to fucking stop it with that. Amen. Because I've got so many super talented friends and good things alternately happen to all of us. Yeah. And I'll have some insanely good thing happen to me and all of my friends will get really jealous. Uh, and I, I'm not saying this because I'm conceited. I'm saying this because I watch everybody back away from me every time something good happens. And at the same time, like amazing things will happen to my friends. And I'll be like, dude, I've literally, that's been my goal for the last 16 months. This person just did their thing over the course of four weeks and stepped in and got the thing that I was going for. Wait, how do I not be jealous about that? Mm -hmm. I would actually like to flip that switch and turn that shit off mm -hmm. because it's a waste of my energy. Yeah. Mark doesn't give any clues as to that kind of shit. Nothing right. helpful like that in his book. Right. He tells a really compelling story about a dude in the jungle in the Philippines who spends yeah. 20 years fighting after the end of, was it 30 years yeah, fighting 30. after the end of World War II? This dude fought World War II on an island in the Philippines for 30 years after the war was over. Yeah, he thought everybody, um, everybody telling him the war was over was like lying, yeah. <laughs> which I'm like, I can yep, see that. I, get, I got that. <laughs> I'm down with this motherfucker right I now. trust anybody. Kind of glosses over the fact that, like, this dude is a monster. He has been murdering farmers for oh, 30 yeah. years. Also that. He's been Not killing cool. livestock, committing murder for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, but this dude's awesome. And just let's just gloss over that, just like the Holocaust thing. And then he goes back to Japan and is like, fuck, everything that I fought for yeah. for the last 30 years was a mirage. And it, I thought it was really helpful. It was a really helpful way to illustrate that sometimes the shit that you're fighting for is irrelevant. Yeah. Like, you need to put your energy elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that it was basically like, you can be wrong sometimes, and sometimes the things that you believe to be the best way of life or the best way for you or the best way for your country, you know, are just actually not, and that's okay. Hmm. It's okay to change your opinion on things and, you know, leave the jungle. <laughs> a so woman would say that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> is there any any further thoughts on this um, ridiculous book before we uh I I liked the brief parts where he talked about gratitude because I think it's easier to um not take so many things personally, not take so many things, not give a fuck about so many things whenever you're thankful for um, all the things you do have and all the things you already have accomplished. Um, Sit with the pain yeah. of life and don't try to fix it or medicate it. Yeah. I thought that was a really important one. Yeah. I'm always about some gratitude, always about some processing. So uh, does Mark have a social media presence anymore or has oh, he has he deleted everything because he's been cheating? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He, he of course he has us. He's just Mark Manson, M A R K M A N S O N. Um he's oh he is a three times New York best-selling author. Um So what the fuck do I know? He yeah, he's got a bunch of books. <laughs> 
he's he's verified and shit. I am I am not a published author, and I am not yeah, a I'm super a mo- famous blogger. <laughs> I'm a lowly podcaster. <laughs> I'm just some dumb fucking musician. So if you dig this book, fucking power to you because it has an important message. Yeah. But if you were thinking about getting into this book, and we have completely ruined it for you. <laughs> Uh, we're going to try to post some alternatives that are going to be a less, as we say, cringy yeah. way to get to the same point. There's going to be books on Zen, and obviously there's going to be some sort of nihilist manifesto. Yeah, because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like, the message is there. Like, I get it. We get it. But, like, it's the messenger. It Like, Lizzo could tell me the same Thing. And I'd be like, yes. She would tell you in a completely different way. Yeah, it's the same concept. She's like, who cares? Who gives a fuck? You know, and I'd be like, yes, queen. I think I just don't like Mark. <laughs> and I think that uh, I I wish him good luck with not giving a fuck with that. Yep. <laughs> Our socials are at checking.in.podcast on Instagram. Um, we would love to hear from you if you've read this book. Um, this is... Unfortunately, our season finale. <laughs> sort of. We have a bonus episode next what? week. Yeah. We're going to do a really fun bonus episode. So we're taking some time off reading. Are we going to do, are, should we maybe release the bonus episode at the same time as this one? No. No. <laughs> she don't give a fuck. All right, folks. Thank you very much. We'll talk Thanks. to you later. Love you. Bye. Fuck.